Welcome to Raising Up Cops, a podcast about raising Coptic kids in Western culture, hosted by Madonna Lewindi and Laura Michael. Hi, everyone. Our question this week is, what are your parenting resolutions for the new year? Happy New Year. Welcome to 2021. What resolutions are we setting? I'm really excited because I love setting parenting resolutions because I think that otherwise it's so easy to get lost in all of the busyness of life. So I like to come up with something that I want to do with my kids. And I'm really happy with the one that I came up with this year, which was very vague to begin with. It was spend quality time with the kids. But you know, that's not very specific. So I had to sit down and kind of parse it out and figure out what do I really mean by that? I wanted to pray with them more. I wanted to spend more time reading together. And, you know, COVID-19 kind of killed our um, out of house experiences. So I really want to focus on finding a way, any way to get out of the house more often so that we are not driving each other crazy in the house. So I've sort of been working on those goals and trying to figure out how exactly we're going to make them happen. We rearranged my office yesterday to create a reading nook so that we can actually read together in the evenings. And I think I got this idea from my friend Sherry because she does, you know, independent reading time with her boys. And so I really wanted to, to do that with our kids. And my office already is the library. So it's kind of perfect. But those, those are kind of the three things. So to pray together more, to read together more, and then to get out of the house. That's really what I want to do with them. What about you, Madonna? Yeah, I'll be honest. I don't normally set uh, resolutions because for me, I feel like I'm constantly evolving. And if 2020 was any indication things change day to day that there's no way to know what's coming for the year um so actually like back in december i started following this um this instagram therapist lady called dr becky at home um and another one called simply on purpose and these two ladies are amazing when it comes to uh parenting and just the way that they um deal with their kids So they share tips every day and I tried really hard to just um, in our day kind of uh, practice what they preach. And, um, And what I like about what they offer is that it's not how to um, get your kids to behave better. It's how to make the change in yourself to handle your kids better. And then the change will come through your change and interaction with them. And so um, a lot of my resolutions, if I'm going to call them that, even though they're kind of on a rolling basis, um, is a lot about just spending intentional time with my kids and also managing their emotions a little better. Um, I don't think that I got the tools in learning how to handle really high emotions. Um, And my kids are very high feeling kids, pretty sensitive And so it's been a challenge for me not to be reactive to some of their um, like explosive emotions or things like that. So that's one of my big ones, really. Um, And as far as like going outside and things like that, I'm I'm a natural extrovert. So I I like to find things to do anyway. But um, yeah, that's pretty much what's been on my my mind. Yeah, I love it. The things that you said, I noticed our reader responses, our listener responses were very much in tune with that. I was really, I don't know, proud of everybody. Everyone's comments were about how to change themselves or adjustments they could make in themselves in order to um, 
be better parents. And many, many people said they want to spend more focused, intentional quality time with their kids daily, play more with the kids, be more present with the kids. And with that came resolutions about no phone, less phone, put my phone down, which I think we can all agree we all need um, to spend less time on our phone. Uh, I noticed one of the things actually that uh, upset me at the end of last year is I had really gotten into the habit of starting to like get into articles, like reading articles very early in the morning. And when my son would crawl into bed early in the morning, I'd be on my phone. And so I, at the end of the year was like, I don't want him to come in and like see me on my phone first thing. I don't want him to do that. So I, as soon as I see him now, I put the phone away and I don't even pick it up again until, you know, I get him out of the room (laughs) or until it's time for me to do my next thing. So just, uh, I, I think we all need to work on putting our phones down. I definitely the worst about that. Um, and then be more playful, smile more. I definitely felt like there were years that I was not a playful parent at all. So I definitely think that's, I mean, Madonna is the queen of playful parenting. Madonna, tell us how you've created a playful home in uh, 2020. You are so funny. No, I, I am not always a playful parent, but uh, this comes from a character flaw, actually. I'm a naturally very bored person. Like I get um, bored very quickly with like mundane things. So I like to find something to do, but I won't say like I'm very active or interactive. It's more like um, I just, I don't know. I don't like just sitting around and staring. I like to be laughing and I like to um, play with my kids. So a lot of it comes in the form of crafts or my kids will get this crazy idea. Like they want to build something. And so we'll just grab a bunch of cardboard boxes and do that. Um, But I don't know, like Laura, this year though, I think a lot of that has changed. And I find it interesting that a lot of people's resolutions were about spending time with kids when we were all locked in our houses together. Isn't that so curious though? Because if anything, it tells us that um, the, that time was not the issue. It was how we spent it. It was not because we didn't have it. It was because we were using it for other things. Um, and I think like one of our go-to things is, oh, I'm just so busy. Oh, I'm just so like, you know, I have so much to do. My list is long. Um, I don't think we can use that excuse anymore. It's not really a, an obstacle. It's more just because, um, we don't know how, we don't know how things have just kind of snowballed where we have um, work and we have chores and we have things and they seem to give us this like facade that they are the priority, but they're not. And I think that's kind of where we're all striving to spend more intentional time with our kids. You know, we were stuck together so much in the, in the middle of uh, 2020. And I think a lot of us have realized we like spending time with our kids and we don't want to lose that as life sort of starts to take over again. We don't, we, you know, I really like my kids. I mean, I, I, that's what I wrote on my, I made like an action plan for my goal. And I wrote, I like being with my kids and they like being with me. And that's something that's not going to last forever. And so just remembering that even when other things start to try to encroach again onto our life, that making them the priority is a, is a big deal. Um, and that's a big one. What you mentioned, our kids do love spending time with us. Um, like it doesn't matter what they're doing, but my kids are always like, mommy, just come sit with us. They don't care that I'm playing with them. They really don't. They could be watching something. They could be reading something. They just want to see my face next to them. That's all they care about. And that's so sweet. But like, I don't give them that. 
Um, because I'm like, you know, okay, while you guys are busy, I want to be doing something else. You know, I need to do get stuff done, which is fair. I mean, we all have stuff to get done. I'm not like, you know, um, trying to put anybody down for needing to do that. Cause I'm definitely one of those people, but it happens. And I, I think that there was a lot of people that also like had ideas about, you know, practicing gratitude, um, which I think was a really good one. And I think a lot of people had to have practice with that this year. Cause you know, yes, we're all stuck together, but uh, you know, at least we're healthy if we have that, you know? Um, and then also with the, like the evolution of everything being work from home and uh, the zoom like meetings all the time and things like that. Um, one resolution was ending the work day. You know, like there was always that clear cutoff where you would like log out from work or you would, um, you know, get in your car and drive home. So there was the workspace and there's the home space. But now all of that is kind of meshed together. So there's got to be some clear cut. Hey, it's five o'clock. I am done. I'm walking out of this like room that I've been working in. Um, and also, you know, cutting back on screen time. A, a lot of stuff now has happened on screen time and and naturally because parents had to figure out how to work and also manage their children and their children's schoolwork screen time became like number one up front of everything that we're doing so trying to kind of hone that back in was like another uh big resolution i was gonna say our friends grace and pauline are doing a thousand hour challenge where they're trying to spend a thousand hours outside with their kids which is an overwhelming number. That's like three hours a day outside. And this used to be very normal, but now I don't even know where I'm going to find three hours, but I love this idea. I love the idea. We have this beautiful backyard that we hardly ever use and I'm getting my kids out there. And it, you know, I talked to them about it and we agreed maybe a thousand hours would be hard. Like let's aim for 500 for now. You know, let's, let's just get it started. But one of the things from that challenge is the idea that kids spend as much or more time on their screens. So they're spending something like 1200 hours on a screen and barely any hours outside. So how do we fix that high imbalance that you're talking about, Madonna, between screen time and actual outdoor playtime? And I think in general, just having an actual thing to do, instead of just saying like cut back on screen time, when you're outside, you are naturally not going to be sitting on your screen. It's just easier not to think about it. And you're not sitting there counting the minutes about how long they've been on the screen because you're doing something else that's fun and productive and just outdoors. And even it could be, I mean, like the reading time you were talking about at the beginning, Laura, even just taking your lawn chairs and sitting outside and doing that is a whole different vibe than sitting indoors and reading together. Absolutely. And I think the other thing, so my other friend, Sherry, was saying she wanted to get her kids more involved in housework. And she sent me this great article about how to, um, how to do that, how to start really getting them to help clean and help do like little chores around the house so that they're part of the household and they're functioning members of the household. And that's another way to replace the screen time. I know yesterday was the last day that the kids were off. And so we, as a family, the four of us, like turn the living room upside down, clean the whole thing top to bottom. Every member of the family from the, the biggest to the youngest had something to do. And that kept us off our TV and off our phone for a good couple of hours, you know, and it was a very positive time together. Now that's a tough one for me because my kids are still young. So involving them in chores, which I do try to do, 
but it usually means that it takes way longer and we go backwards before we move forward on a lot of our chores. So um, you can also manage your expectations with that, right? Like you don't have to expect them to um, clean the way that you do, but just that they're involved, just giving them that illusion that they are trying and that they know that they are part of the household with you. And therefore it is also their responsibility. I love that. Um, and another really good one, which again, following this idea that we did spend a lot of time with each other, but it wasn't like really quality time. Um, people were saying like time with their spouse, um, just making really good time for your spouse. And I know that doesn't sound like a parenting resolution, but it is because when the, the two heads of households are feeling like they are um, taken care of and, and they've gotten their downtime together, it does help with trickling down into the family members that are um, there into the kids and just, um, making them feel like mom and dad are like, in, are good together. And so therefore, we're, you know, the family unit is doing well, and it's good for them to see that. Absolutely. Another resolution I saw that popped up a lot was to not yell or not raise your voice. And I know this is a tough one for me, because I'm definitely a yeller, but I, I want to kind of give a like a oddball response to this one, which is that one, I know how hard it is when kids are young, not to yell, but if you're not normally a person who yells, or if um, you find that even with all of your efforts, stopping yelling isn't working, try to look for solutions outside the box. So one of the things that I realized for me was that I was yelling when I was exhausted. And because I noticed that I was always exhausted, I started wondering if there was something more to it than just um, parenting frazzled. And I ended up going to the doctor and had a blood test and my iron levels were dangerously low. So I was not getting enough oxygen in the bloodstream to give me energy, to have the patience to take care of the kids. So this idea of taking care of yourself, not neglecting yourself. And if you're trying to you know, get something done with your family, like let's say you wanna spend more time outside with your family, but you don't have the energy to, especially moms, check your health and make sure that you are checking all those boxes off your physical health, your mental health is very, very important. So that self-care aspect, you know, that's really big in the parenting world. Like you need to know where you are physically and mentally in order to be able to parent uh, effectively and to be able to spend that time with your kids because um, yeah, you can spend time with your kids, but if you're laying on the couch while they're like sitting around you, that's not really the kind of time that they're looking for still. So I, I love that idea of thinking about outside the box. And there were so many great resolutions. So we kind of wanted to also share some tips for making these resolutions successful because it's easy for us to pick apart the things that we want to do better. But what's hard and a lot of people will talk about is it's hard to keep those resolutions going. And so I did a little bit of research and I found that there were um, these tips for keeping your resolutions and they stay pretty consistent. So I'm going to use the example that, okay, say your resolution is I want to spend more time with my kids. That's your blanket statement. Okay. There's four steps here. One is set measurable goals. Okay. So what does that mean? If I want to spend more time with my kids, I need to give it a number. What does that mean that you want to spend more time? For example, now your resolution is going to say, I want to have family night one a week with my kids. I want to have family night once a week. You know, your goal is once a week and maybe even say what day that is. Okay. 
The second step is to plan clear action steps. So you have your goal. I want family night once a week. Now, what are you going to do on that once a night, uh, once a week? What is your clear action step? Oh, you're going to have a family game night and we are going to pick a family meal where we're going to, and we're going to play like one board game. That's going to be your goal. That way it's not this never ending open-ended sort of um, goal of what you're going to do on a family night. Cause that could be anything. And the third step is, and this one's really important, plan for obstacles. Okay, so you come to the week, you've planned for family game night on Friday. Oh no, what if there's a, there's a commitment? How about setting up a backup family night in advance? So if you know that for Friday for any reason is not available, Tuesdays are usually really free and like downtime for your family. So if this week Friday is not going to work, hey, this night we're do, um, this week we're going to do it on Tuesday. And also, what if someone is sick? So like a backup plan for if no one wants to do a board game. Okay, then we're going to do a movie night. So planning for the obstacles is a big one. And finally, don't be discouraged. And this doesn't sound like an important step, but it is. Say you do family game night and it ends up with fighting or unfriendly competition. You don't need to write it off and call it unsuccessful and just, oh, this was a bad idea. Families have to learn to function together and it takes time to develop that skill. And if anything, we saw that when we first all got quarantined together, everyone was kind of like, you know, knocking heads and didn't know how to function in the same household for that long. Game nights are the same thing. That unfriendly competition at the beginning might become this like endearing quality that makes game night fun and full of crazy stories later on. So to review the four steps were set measurable goals, give it a number, to plan a clear action step. What will you do on that time? Three, plan for obstacles, have like a backup. And four, don't be discouraged. Don't expect it to be perfect the first time you do it. I thought those were really helpful, Laura. What do you think? I love them. And I especially think number three is important. Understanding that there are going to be obstacles. It's normal. And if something happens, there are ways to work around it and to forgive yourself if one week it doesn't work out. Um, the Christian writer, John Acuff, talks about how the day that most people quit is the second day because the first day everything goes great. The second day something comes up and then inevitably we decide, oh, never mind, this didn't work out. So this idea that like, no, like persevere a little past that initial friction, initial figuring out process. And so to help you with planning your goal and to track it, we have a little freebie for you at raisingupcops.com slash six. So just the number or the digit six, raisingupcops.com slash six to help you um, plan a goal for your family and to track how you do it. And I'll also include my action plan for spending quality time with my kids. That way you can see how I use the same sheet to make that plan. Oh, I love that, Laura. Thank you. And I think it'll be nice to kind of maybe plan as a family if you, um, you know, meet the goal for this certain amount of time, um, then you get to pick some sort of family event or something. And I think that'll also help with um, getting the kids involved and making them invested just as much as you are in making this successful. Um, and this kind of brings us to our verse for this week. And it is from Philippians chapter one, verse six being confident of this very thing that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. And I love this verse because while we may do many, many, many things to try to make ourselves successful, ultimately we are relying on God to um, help us, to aid us, to give us the perseverance that we need in order to be successful and to complete that good work. 
because we are trying to do something that is going to better the kingdom of God. And that is making our family unit more functional and better and us as parents more refined. Yeah. I absolutely love the verse that you picked Madonna for this week, because I was thinking, like you said, of things that I like verses that tell me to do a better job. But I think that this beautiful verse reminds us that our ultimate goal is the salvation of our kids and of ourselves. And so this good work that will be completed isn't, you know, the end goal isn't that I spend more time with my kids. The end goal is that I spend eternity with my kids. And so this verse really reminds us that we really need God's grace as we're working our way there. (laughs) Yes. And I know that resolutions kind of feel um, like they feel really exciting at first and getting over that hump of when they start being not exciting, but more just like a checkbox thing. Hopefully we can all kind of use our community and use our families to lean on, but most importantly, God to kind of um, push us past the hard part and the obstacles that are to come. Well, one of the resolutions we got Madonna was become a parent. I know several people who are having their first child this year who might be starting to listen to our podcast in anticipation of this baby being born. So we just want to say congratulations to all you parents to be. <laughs> yes, all the pandemic babies. We're so happy for your arrival. <laughs> we can't wait to meet all of you. <laughs> and so that's actually a perfect transition to ask for next week's question. Okay, so we are wanting your responses. We decided to ask, what are the expectations of moms versus dad in church and also in society? And then more importantly, how do you manage those expectations in your family? Um, please let us know in, on the Facebook community or on Laura's Instagram when we post the question. We're happy to like hear what you guys have to say. This one should be an interesting one. Absolutely. I'm excited to talk about it. And just as a reminder, Raising Up Cops is a podcast hosted by Laura Michael and Madonna Lewindi. None of the views expressed during this recording are the official stance of the Coptic Orthodox Church or its hierarchy. These are purely our personal opinions, collected experiences, and organic discussions on selected topics. If you would like to reach out with any questions or comments, please email raisingupcops at gmail.com or post on the Coptic Dad and Mom Parenting Community on Facebook. And I think that's it for us this week, Madonna. Yay! It's fun to be back. Happy 2021, everyone. Yes, happy 2021. Hooray! (laughs) 